Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. Happy Monday to you. I'm Justin Early with meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. You heard the sad news today about Paul Rubens, who was I the did. creator of Pee Wee Herman and the actor who portrayed him. He's passed away. And here are some of those details. His death was announced in a post on his verified Instagram page today. The post says the beloved actor privately fought cancer for years. As Pee Wee Herman, Rubens delighted generations of children and adults with his positivity and kindness. His last Pee Wee Herman movie was released in 2016, and he was just 70 years old. And today's term, 70 is not that old. It's pretty, you know, you can really go a lot longer. So I was sad to hear it. Did you see the movies when you were a kid or the TV show? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it is sad to hear that he was um, struggling with that for years, just mm -hmm. silently, you know, and, and couldn't have the love and support of his fans. But yeah. he had his um, privacy, definitely. Yeah, he had his privacy there for sure, too. Uh, I remember Saturday morning mornings it was the most offbeat and strange show uh, the Pee Wee Herman show I mean, it was just <laughs> yeah. like Pee Wee's I forget what it was called Pee Wee's Playhouse that's what it was yeah and, uh, <laughs> it was really like a very diverse cast of people and he was really kind of breaking some ground as far as the format goes for that show uh, and it was entertaining and a spectacle for sure to watch as a kid so he'll be he'll be missed in Hollywood for sure yeah absolutely that's what you said entertaining I think that was a good word yeah. that sums him up yeah. very very nicely yes indeed well let's get now to our daily four the Biden administration is launching a website for its new student loan repayment plan. This is an income-driven plan meant to lower monthly payments for some borrowers and reduce the amount they'll end up paying back over the duration of the loan. And this new approach comes weeks after the Supreme Court rejected the president's effort to wipe out student debt for millions of borrowers. Students can access this website now during this trial period and apply for the new program. It will be up and fully functional next month. The new approach comes as student loan payments are set to resume in October after a long pause because of that pandemic and borrowers will only need to apply for this once, not yearly, so it's a one-time thing and you're in the program with a new format. I think it would save some folks some money, but at least yeah. there's some good news after, you know, some folks were kind of counting on that, you know, repayment um, or that total wipeout of their debt. And for so many years, didn't have to include it in their budget at all. Now they're going to get hit with that new, uh, I think $500 on average for the average family okay. with a student loan. And so that's, you've got to find that somewhere in your, in your budget now. It's coming at a good time. You know, you said that 
is it October that they have to start paying That's back on that? So yeah. August, you've got your, you can get your ducks in a row and literally apply for that now so you are being prepared for October. Yeah. I think it was actually 300, not 500, if I'm gonna correct, correct myself there, but still, you know, it's kind of a, a gut punch if you have just not paid it for so long. Yeah. So you gotta think about that budget now and get things in line. That is not a line. small monthly expense yeah. to add on. No, it is not for <laughs> sure. Let's get out to number two in our daily four and some interesting uh, information here. Do you have skin problems like rosacea or psoriasis or dandruff. Researchers say you might be able to trace that back to your gut. In fact, dermatologists say they're learning the link between gut health and skin health is stronger than they ever imagined. We know it's linked to, you know, our brain function, our gut health, but now skin too. You might have heard this term uh, gut microbiome. That refers to the trillions of bacteria, viruses, and fungi living in our intestines. When that balance gets out of whack, too much of a bad bacteria and not enough good bacteria, for instance, that can affect your skin as well, even to the point of getting boils on your skin. There are about half a dozen different conditions that can develop because of this. The experts say it's important to eat a healthy diet with whole plant-based foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains. They say avoid processed foods or red meat. And as for your skin itself, you don't want to strip away too much of the natural barrier it offers. We know we have good oils and, and good bacteria and the skin cells themselves to protect us. That's a, an immune you know, protection as well for our bodies internally. So what you want to do, you want to tone down those super hot showers. These days we're probably not taking too many of those anyway. Cold yeah. cold are better. <laughs> also use gentle cleansers and exfoliants. Uh, do not over exfoliate your skin. Also, you're going to want to shower. Uh, after you shower each time, you want to use a moisturizer rich in something called uh, Sarah Ceramides, ceramides is what they're called, and those are fat molecules that are naturally found in skin cells. We've got to take care of our skin. You know, it is the first line of defense, and it does kind of, it's, it, it's there for a reason. We want, to, we want it to look nice and also protect us, too. You know, they say, like, I think all health problems kind of stem from your gut health, so mm, taking care of that. I mean, yeah. you know, your skin, your mental, your physical, all of mm. that comes from, from eating true. well, it we, seems like. It seems like on this, you know, show and other programs here at KWTX and other news shows, we've, we've looked at that, and there are so many things linked to it. It, it is hard though when you are counter processed foods everywhere you go. That's what I was say, why is it so it's hard? Yeah, it's difficult. It's everywhere, mm -hmm. absolutely. And you know, we get used to those flavors and accustomed to them and we don't necessarily want to just eat an apple or just an orange, we want a burger, you know? And so it's, it's an adjustment to make, but it does benefit. It does, and you know, I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about this specifically, Justin, but we were talking about processed foods mm -hmm. and how bad they are for you, and when did those come about? But it was like after World War II, when the, the food needed to be on the shelves longer. I think right. you had mentioned that before. Like preservatives and things like that. Yeah, that so it, it would be interesting to kind of see how that has shifted yeah. skin. I mean, we talk about health and all these other things, but skin specifically, how has that shifted yeah. since these processed foods have been entered into our diets? I think that even if, even if it's just a matter of, maybe not overhauling everything, but at least incorporating more whole plant-based foods into our diets, more you know, salads without too much dressing, more fruits and vegetables, you know, and more whole grains, we're probably gonna help ourselves out. Just more of that. Yeah. Yeah, true, please. <laughs> now, number three in our daily four. All right, you guys have may have seen this video floating around, but a music artist, they have frequently been known to drop a mic, but somehow, or in this situation, a mic was actually thrown. Cardi B hurled her microphone at a fan during a concert in Las Vegas on Saturday. The rapper was performing her song, Bodak Yellow. I think I, I checked with Jillian. She said it's not a very good song. She's a little bit more trendier than I am. But when a concert goer, uh, she was performing this, and then all of a sudden she threw her drink at her, 
In seconds, Cardi B threw her microphone down into the crowd as the song continued to play. Security guards rushed to the stage. Well, now all that happened. According to a statement from Las Vegas police, a concert goer has filed a report. Police did not mention Cardi B in their statement, but addressed the incident uh, the, on the report. It matches the location where she was performing on Saturday. Lots of questions, though, are swirling about this particular incident because there's alternative camera angles surfacing online. Uh, I don't know that they're corroborating the story exactly how it's been portrayed in the report, but what do you think about this, I've, Justin? I've seen some of those other camera angles, actually, Camille, and it's interesting because really one good thing about it, everybody having a camera, is you get the whole story, or at least more of it. In this case, she had asked a few minutes before, you know, hey, throw some water on me, I'm, I'm hot, right? Oh. Uh, but not my face, not my face, just on my back and everything, because she, she was in Las Vegas, it's a million degrees, right? Yeah. So I get that. That was kind of a fun moment, but I think it, it got in her face and it looked, maybe she thought, intentional and so if you know Cardi B she does not come to play uh, she will mess you up. <laughs> Is that so, one of her songs uh, no, too? No, no, yeah. no. It's just <laughs> okay. she, she she does not like uh, you know she'll she's tough she's a tough tough girl it's kind of a reputation she's gonna fight you back so I think if she felt like it was intentional in her face she would take that step um, but it, 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 yeah, for the record a few moments earlier she did ask for people to kind of throw some cold water on, on her body. And her well body, you know so. I watched the video too and and the the cup kind of decides it's gonna throw it on her. Well, mm -hmm. Cardi B, I mean, like, I feel like she, you know, you get startled at yeah. that. And so I feel like when she reacted, it was my, my, maybe yeah. more of a reaction to what was mm -hmm. happening versus just, I mean, right. like That's intentional. Right, probably true too, yeah. Because at the point she was asking for the water, uh, she was in between songs, then that was done, and then the song began. So it kind of came out of nowhere in, in the context of what she'd said earlier. So that's, you know, it's bizarre. But I mean, I say, let's just not throw, Things that are artists like let somebody yeah. on the side, let, let the security guards give her a little little spray of water to cool her down or something. Maybe not the audience. I wouldn't do it. No. We're not in the business of doing that. What have we seen so far this year? Phones, Phones water, uh, friendship bracelet, friendship bracelet, <laughs> something else. <laughs> I feel like yeah, eye. being thrown on stage. Yeah. Let's just stop that trend. Yeah, yeah let's <laughs> stop that for sure. Let's get that's number four in our daily four. All right, this is National Mutt Day. That's today, and it is set aside to celebrate mixed breeds, encourage pet adoption, and bring attention to the need uh, to spray and neuter pets to help in pet op pet overpopulation. All of these dogs that you see on your screen here have been submitted by our viewers on our Facebook page, and these are Central Texas mutts. Oh, look at that in the blue bonnets. This holiday is actually celebrated twice a year, every July 31st and December 2nd. So we've got one coming up for, uh, to look forward to. The ASPCA says that more than 3 million dogs enter animal shelters mm -hmm. every year. And so I know my animal is a rescue animal, yes, so I yes. love are my Harley. So I didn't yeah. put her picture up there, yeah. but I love seeing the other mutts and rescues. I know, I appreciated all those pictures. I could look at dog pictures all day. They're just so cute. You know, they're adorable. And you know, they get a second chance with a new home, a forever family, hopefully, that they found. And um, it's, it's a wonderful thing to rescue a pet, for sure. Yeah, yeah all, all the dogs I've had in my youth were, were mutts as well. And, and Lawrence was too, right? A yeah, rescue? I believe so, right? Yeah. yeah. Maddie. And they have a lot of character, a little different, you know, so we, we like those mutts. They're cute. Well, there's much more coming up. A new restaurant in Colleen lets you sample two different cuisines and one location. We're going to tell you all about that in our new Near You segment after this break.
After some unexpected delays, a Colleen-based catering business specializing in Filipino and Puerto Rican food opened their doors to their brick-and-mortar restaurant. Joining us now to share the small business journey is the owner and the cook of Culture Cuisine. It is Melissa Rios and her daughter, Melani. I want to thank you both for being here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's exciting what you're doing. Um, it took a little time uh, to, to get here. Um, we had mentioned some delays, and we know that you were actually featured on KWTX in December for an unfortunate reason because of the restaurant, because you lost everything in a fire. Mm -hmm. Go back and tell us what happened and how much that set you all back. Um, it was actually her 18th birthday, oh November 24th. Yes, November 24th last year. Uh, we lived in a fourplex and one of the units started, uh, there was a fire and we thought it was okay. We were able to get it put out and uh, get some of our stuff and we couldn't do anything else. We went to her birthday dinner, got a phone call that it relit. And uh, next thing we know, we get there and, and, and our place is gone. We, we lost everything. That's hard to lose the memories and everything, yes. you know, and, and everything you had in there and all your belongings. Yes. Um, what, how much did that set you back as far as the opening of the business went as well? Um, gosh, uh, monetarily pretty, pretty much. Um, we lost a lot of our, um, we started as a pop-up. So we lost a lot of our, equipment, our cooking equipment yeah. and things like that. Um, financially it set us back because now we have to re put our focus elsewhere into regrouping and reestablishing. So we had to use a lot of money for that um, instead of building the restaurant. So it put us back about two or three months. I bet that that was difficult for you too, it had to be, but I bet you were a big support to mom. Yes, I, am I right? She always yeah, is. Of the way. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Um, we're glad you pressed forward. Um, we're talking about this restaurant, a culture mm -hmm. cuisine, right? Yes. Tell us about the concept for your restaurant and then where it's located. So culture cuisine is, is a Puerto Rican and Filipino cuisine. Um, I am Puerto Rican Filipino. My dad is from Santurce, Puerto Rico. My mother is from Bayongbong, uh, Nueva Vizcaya, Philippines. So I have been blessed with the best of the both worlds. Um, both of my grandparents and my parents taught me, and the family uh, taught me how to cook these cuisines, yeah. and I wanted to share that culture with my community. We are located at 903 East Rancier in Colleen, Texas. What's it been like for you? I, I've even described in the break as, as the right-hand person mm -hmm. to, yes. to mom here. <laughs> uh, what's it been like for you kind of, I guess, learning these recipes, although I imagine you may have grown up with them a little bit, right? You yes. kind of, what was it like having being able to take the step and learn how to cook them yourselves and help serve and everything? Um, I think it's fun. It's, yeah. I, I love helping her and doing everything that she does and being you know, her right person. <laughs> What's your favorite dish on the menu? What do you like the most? Um, it would probably be the carnitas. That's my yes, favorite. Okay. <laughs> yes. Tell us about that. So kind of describe the, some of the food items that we'll see on the menu at the restaurant. Um, so from the Puerto Rican side, the most popular are our carnitas fritas. Um, what is that for those who don't know? Uh, that is their fried, marinated fried pork bites. Mm -hmm. uh, they're deep fried and they are served with arroz con gandules, which is rice with pigeon peas, and uh, some salad and some tostones, which are fried plantains. A uh, very big seller, very big seller. one of our number ones. Uh, we also have pollo guisado, which is a Puerto Rican stewed chicken. Uh, from the Filipino side, we have chicken adobo, which is a Filipino stewed chicken. Okay. And we have a uh, chicken pancit which is a chicken um, noodle dish, yeah. for the lack of a better word, noodles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, when people, when you describe some of those dishes, mm -hmm. people may be surprised, although these cultures developed on opposite sides of the world, mm -hmm. there are similarities. What are some of the commonalities between the um, two? They are both 
heavy in the Spaniard influence. Uh, of course, the Spaniards kind of went around and conquered everybody uh, back in the day, so they, they did have a lot of Spaniard influence both in the Philippines and in Puerto Rico, and so those kind of meshed together. Um, so the Puerto Rican side is highly Spaniard-based, and then the Filipino side is kind of an Asian with a Spaniard flair. So, we got, so I guess rice would be a common thing. Yes. And maybe a chicken you mentioned for both as well. Rice with everything. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what about the, 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 how do you describe the flavor? And let's go with each one. I mean, are we getting a little bit more spice mm -hmm. on the on the Puerto Rico side? or, or uh, The Puerto Rican side is very savory. savory. It's very, very savory. We use lots of uh, cilantro, you know, garlic, bell peppers, onions. Um, we use the same with the Filipino side. We also add vinegar and ginger to the Filipino side, and that's where the Asian mm -hmm. flair kind of comes in. Why did you want to, and I'd like, I like to hear from you too, about uh, but, but your take on this, but to fuse those cultures, and I, it sounds to me like you have a couple dishes that are specifically Puerto Rico or, or Filipino, mm -hmm. and then maybe some that are a little bit fused, right? Mm -hmm. So why did you want to bring these two cultures together? Other, I guess your heritage would be the mm -hmm. biggest thing. Uh, that is the biggest thing. I'm very culturally based. I love to learn about cultures. I love to share my culture. Um, where we're located is a very diverse community, and I just wanted to kind of bring that bring that forth to the community. Um, everybody cooks so different where we're from, yeah. and I wanted to bring my family's yeah. traditions forth and, and, and I, share that. I've got a feeling that these are we're going to get some. These recipes must go back. You know, again, these are home recipes, right? You're bringing yes. to the table for us. Yes, to Yes, they are. Yeah, and so what's it like to be able to share your heritage and culture with the Killeen community? People who want to come visit and have a good something to eat. I love it. Yeah. I love sharing the culture and expressing everything. And I feel that like when you get to do those things, it makes me happy saying that. Oh, you get to try our food, and you know, there's different tribes in our culture. So just because we are from the Philippines doesn't mean that our island is strictly like everyone cooks differently so we, I'm glad that we get to share our your take yes your <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to add about this you know uh, it's obviously a long road to do to start a business would you give any advice to anybody about I mean number one pushing past ever adversity adversity first yes. but then also um, just starting a business in general has its own challenges uh, just do it yeah. just do it we we've had a ton of support um, my mother's uh, my mom, my boyfriend's mom, are they're, she's my right hand, they're both my lefts. I mean, we, we all work together in getting things done. Uh, just do it. Uh, let your family and your community help support you. Uh, the support is there. All you yeah. have to do is reach out your hand and, yeah. and they got you. It's good to see. I love to see that. And Colleen has such a great diverse food scene. Yes. I love that. Melissa Rios and Maylani, we appreciate you being here today. Thank, Thank you. You had a surprise you. me on too, but yes. you did a good job. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, if you want to try this out, a taste of culture cuisine, you can visit Melissa 903 East Rancier Avenue in Colleen. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.